Welcome to Even Alex Liggins, the podcast. I am Alex Liggins, your host, and I'm excited that you chose today to tune in to hear real stories coming from real people exposing true transparency. Thank you so much for tuning in today to all. I'm super excited. I have one of my great friends, Chris, here, and I am in his lavish Scottsdale property, uh, and it is just a great time being here. How are you doing today, Chris? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Alex? I'm doing great. So uh, just some of the things we kind of were discussing before we started the show was uh, kind of just how you started um, this magnificent business that you own and that you've kind of built from the ground up. Share with me a little bit about that. Yeah, so we started our company, uh, me and a partner, back in 2000, it was 2005, 2006 timeframe that we started, and at the time I was about 24 years old, so I was a little bit on the younger side of actually going out and pursuing to start a company, um, but we took the plunge, and I, at the time I lived in Michigan, and we decided to move to Arizona to start that company. Wow, wow, and so you were actually um, doing real estate at the time, right? Yeah, so I was doing real estate along with, uh, I was working with a company and we did different financial services at the time as well. Okay, and then you just kind of thought about it, you and your partner, and just uh, decided to move on out and, and, and start your own your own business? Yeah, at the time I was kind of looking at my career path as all 20-year-olds do and just deciding what path do I want to take? Do I want to go work for a company or do I want to go start my own company? Uh, growing up, I was basically in the restaurant business with my family, so always had some kind of entrepreneurship uh, in the background. Um, but yeah, we were taking a look at that and my partner was really amped up to go start a company. And at the time I told him, how are we going to do this at 24 years old, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with, with minimal, uh, resources to, to go start a company. Typically you want to throw a million dollars at it and we didn't have a million dollars at the time. <laughs> wow. And so, you know, asking yourself those questions, uh, you know, what answers came to mind when, when you were asking yourself that? Well, the only answer that came to mind is at 24, why not? Mm. Wow. Why not? That's, that's good. And, and also, you know, I, I had a successful uncle that, that I did talk to at the time and told him what we were looking to do just to get his guidance and his advice. And his advice to me was, hey, look at it as a learning experience. Look at it as you're not going to go get your MBA. You're going to go start a company and go start a business and that's going to be your, your real life experience. So I thought to myself, at worst case scenario, we flop. I'm at 26, still able to, to go pursue something. Uh, best case scenario, we're going to make it and we're going to kill it. Wow. And at, the, at that age, did you already have your undergrad or did you, did you have any sense of uh, form of education at all? Yeah, at the time I finished my bachelor in finance. Okay, so you had a little bit of background. Uh, share with me a little bit about the experience in, in college as it pertains to your, your business now, do you find that you used a lot of, you know, what you learned in college uh, or was that just, you know, some of the things that you just learned? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think college, what college does, and, you know, this can be uh, conflicting with people's views, but college actually prepares you to be somebody's employee. Wow. So you go to college, you have the mindset, I want to go get a job, I want to start here, and I want to work my way up this ladder, 
um, to, to get to a certain place by the time I'm 30, 40, 50, and then at 60 or 60 something, I want to look to, to try to retire after putting money in my 401k, um, over the years and go from there. Um, but I, yeah, so, so again, I think college is good. Um, I definitely recommend to go through college, but college isn't always going to prepare you for, for that real life. So Grace, you talked to me a little bit about, uh, you know, your relationship with your partner, uh, share with us a little bit, um, as it pertains to, you know, how you guys got to this point of, you know, branching out and legitimately taking the plunge out to open up your business. Yeah. And actually I knew my partner from high school. So that's, that's where we initially met and we just grew as uh, friends moving through high school, through college, uh, to that point where he took a look at, at, you know, the industry and I, I was in the industry and he said, why don't we just start our own company? And again, I, I started with uh, doubt. I started with fear. I started with, we can't do this. And he would say, nope, we can do it. Trust me, we got this. So there was doubt at the time, uh, I'm going to be honest. And that doubt and that fear is always going to be there before you do anything big. Wow. Nobody who's done anything big has started without doubt, has started without fear, and has started without failure. Wow, that is key right there. And after kind of going through that fear and the doubt, uh, what what made you kind of just jump out and do it? Sometimes you can't think about it. You just do it. If you sit there and you can take 10 years thinking about an idea, but if you don't do anything with that idea, you're never going to know, is that something that worked or is that something that I failed at? Hmm. And sometimes people look at it as failure as a negative thing, but if you've never failed, it means you've never tried anything. Wow. And so... What were some of the failures that you experienced in this process of, of, you know, getting to the point of moving from Michigan, coming out to Arizona and share with me? A lo- yeah, share with me a little bit about the experience that you had with your partner moving to, from Michigan to Arizona. So it was a continual learning process on the go. Everything that we did, it was an on the go learning process. So from moving, packing up packing up everything that I could in the car that I had at the time, shipping that car from Michigan to Arizona, taking an airplane from Michigan to Arizona, landing to Arizona, deciding, hey, where are we going to live and what are we going to do from here? So we, we picked a spot that we wanted to, to move into. We did that. Next step, we found an office, got an office, got things up and running, uh, created a, a, a name, created a brand, created a company, and from there, you just you just go. You don't really stop and, and think about things. You just do, and you figure it out on the go. Wow. Yeah, I remember you talking a little bit about um, the experience of packing everything up in your car and, you know, the living experience that you encountered when moving from Michigan to Arizona. Um, I know a lot of people see you now and don't even think that you even experienced um, the things that you kind of talked to me about. Share, share with us a little bit about that experience. Yeah, and, and again, this isn't something that, that I always share with, but, uh, but you know, you come, come to the house and you see something lavish. Uh, we did not start lavish at all. We started ground up. Uh, we started, you know, just from, from an apartment that we uh, that were living at at the time. I had a 19-inch tube TV <laughs> <laughs> and, and a little little bed that I was sleeping on at the time. Um, but, yeah, you have to start somewhere to, to end up somewhere. 
and nobody gets anywhere without working hard and putting their their blood and sweat into something and you see all these different things make money faster you know scams all over the place but i'll tell you what unless you're actually working something and working it as hard as you can you're not going to get anywhere and thankfully uh, we were able to to get somewhere we were able to to build that up and it was a lot of long hours and it was a lot of sweat and a lot of hard work that we did to get there yeah, and I mean, by all of the accomplishments that you made and all of the things that you, you're you're definitely successful in, um, you're not always just worried about the money and how much money you make or, or what kind of car you drive or what have you. You, you also uh, give opportunity to give back to the community. Uh, share a little bit about that. Yeah, so in 2008, we decided to, to start a program called Swipe Away Poverty. And what that program was is we wanted to give back and we wanted to, to give back to a cause that we believed in. So we wanted to partner up with Compassion International. And they're just a, they're a huge organization where they go into third world countries. They go into to churches and they set up programs to help the kids at the in the local area where those churches are placed. Mm. We wanted to give back and help little kiddos nationwide um, in different countries and be able to, to help. So with that program, we were able to to go reach out to different churches um, to process their payments for their donations. We went to Christian business owners and said, hey, let's team up together. Let's have this vision where we're going we're gonna to get your business, we're going to save you guys money, and at the same time, we're going to give revenue to this, to this company called Compassion International, and they're going to go do the work out in the field that we can't do and we can't get to. And it's been a successful program. Uh, people have loved the program. We've been able to sponsor hundreds of kids, in in Colombia, uh, and and it's still going to this day. Yeah, that's definitely a job well done. Um, definitely speaks volume to the to the character of the business as well as the ownership. I'm interested to kind of hear about you know during this process of owning the business. I mean, your revenues were definitely increasing, um, even though 2008 uh, market crash uh, took place. You guys were still thriving. Um, share with me a little bit about you know the ins and outs of the business and kind of the revenues and, and, and how you are able to be um, marketable and continue to grow. Yeah, it's an interesting time during 2008 and during the crash. Uh, we wanted to see how that was going to fluctuate our market and fluctuate our, our company. And the the funny thing is that it really didn't. During the time, it's uh, we had a service-based business. And, and during the downturn, the businesses that we're trying to go after, uh, they're all looking to save money. So when the economy is bad, they're looking at every penny, which we can come in and, and propose them a service to to save them money for something that they need. Yeah, that's extremely interesting to kind of hear. And then um, with that, you're seeing that, you know, you were able to be uh, sustainable. Um, your company really didn't take a hit as much as as a lot of other. Uh... Yeah. And the other thing, too, is we had thousands of merchants. So even if we did take little hits uh we we really didn't feel it because we were also getting new merchants every month that's great yeah that's that's amazing and so business continued to thrive um what were one of the hugest kind of hiccups that you've experienced uh during the ownership of your business so a couple of different challenges that we had uh during the time was one was was scalability so just thinking through how do we scale when we have more and more business coming coming along um, how do we scale? We want to increase marketing. We want to increase a lot of different uh, business processes and procedures that we're doing. 
Um, so that was that was one of the the main things that we had to to face and just really see how do we want to do this and what is the best way to do this. Wow. And so scalability and then continuously staying consistent in what you're currently doing as a small business, you were able to leverage that um, because, you know, a lot of other larger businesses aren't able to kind of change their processes as fast as you were able to. Would you say that's correct? Yeah, we definitely be able to, to make changes quickly and pivot as we needed to, to pivot uh, during different processes rather than with bigger companies. You can't do that within a week. Uh, with us, we can take a look at a process, say, hey, this is good, this is bad, this needs to change, and we can implement that right away. Wow. And then even as a small business, there was only you and your partner. So I would imagine there would be a lot of hats that kind of you and your partner uh, wore during this process of, of, you know, launching and then obviously continuously working. At what point did you get over your head and say, you know what, we need to hire somebody? Yeah, in the beginning, you know, it was just us starting, starting the whole company. So yeah, we definitely both wore a lot of different hats. And we had to learn how to wear those different hats and, and, <laughs> and try to do it successfully. Uh, but soon enough, we, we did start hiring people within the company. We started hiring an operations manager. Uh, we started outsourcing different services. Uh, so, yeah, we did, we did grow and we were able to, to successfully employ a lot of people at our company. Wow. That's extremely exciting. Uh, Chris, share with me one thing that you learned personally um, during this process. Nobody is perfect, and everybody is learning all the time. Mm. So a lot of times you'll see somebody, and they could be somebody successful, and you think that they have everything together. But what you learn is that they're learning to get everything together. (laughs) And um, what they do differently is they just take the plunge, and they take that risk to go out there to put their necks out and really just to to learn as they go. Wow. That's definitely something... um that we can all learn from. Um, I love the fact that you said you have to be out and just take the plunge. That's extremely something difficult because even for me, as I continue to to conceptualize all the details that go into place of opening up a business, I kind of get stuck at the beginning and I'm just blown away of how successful uh, you've become. Um, I know that you've been in business for some time and um, you were recently acquired, if, I, if I'm tracking correctly, correct? Yeah, yeah. We uh, we got approached by uh, by a large company in early 2018, and they they wanted to take a look at our business. They wanted to take a look at uh, what we did on the inside, and they they were really impressed. They were impressed at the the niche markets we were able to obtain, the partnerships, uh, the business, and um, just just how we were able to put everything together and how clean of a business it was on the inside. Wow. So. Two young guys from Michigan at about in their early 20s come out and run a successful business, get approached by a larger business um, and, you know, just killing the game. And now you're at this point where your business now is sold. You know, you're 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 in your late 30s. How does life feel for you? Well, I can't complain. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely can't complain. Life is good. Um, God has blessed so much in my life. And I think now it's a time to be able to, to sit back and, and reflect different things, reflect, you know, hey, over that 12 years, what are the things that I wanted to learn and what are the things that I can take and I can teach other people and I can, I can guide, I can give people advice. Uh, so looking at people in their 20s now, how can I, how can I go and, and reach out to them and say, hey, if you have an idea, 
let's take that idea, let's develop it, and let's see how can you expand on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's one thing that I definitely would love to do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's amazing to hear. I'm interested to hear to hear from your perspective, Chris. What are some of the things that you would tell younger or older um, people who have dreams and that that really want to just step out? What are some of the things that you might tell them? I mean, the first thing I would tell them is take that dream and write it down because you have to write down the dreams you have in order to formulate a plan. Mm. So I think there's a lot of people out right now that have huge dreams and huge visions and huge goals, which I admire that. And I, and I love the energy that brings around. Um, but, but the advice that I would definitely give is, is write that down. And how does that look? What does that dream look like? What does it feel like? What does it uh, smell like? What does it taste like? So just taking that, that dream and mapping it out into, into a whole game plan. And if you want to take the plunge, you have to have that game plan and have that roadmap that you that you put together in order to go do that. That's really good stuff. Well, I really appreciate you being on the show today. It's been my pleasure interviewing you to all of the people who have dreams, aspirations uh, to do more, to do better. Take that plunge, defeat fear and do all of the things that you want to do and write them down and let that be whatever it is. Thank you so much for tuning in to Even Alex Ligon's The Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook. You can also visit evenalexligans.com. If you would like to be our next guest on the podcast, email connect at evenalexligans.com. As always, I look forward to hearing your feedback and tune in for next week's podcast.